I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The United States, as you know, has a new president-elect, but the campaigning has not yet stopped. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Varona. It's November 11. You're listening to Teka Teka, Balita para sa mga huli sa balita. Teka Teka, before we proceed, if you're listening to Teka Teka, then chances are you already also know about Puma Podcast. But please be aware that we have also now put Teka Teka on its own channel wherever you podcast. So, if you want to binge just the news, please do follow Teka Teka. But, continue to follow Puma Podcast because as you know, marami tayong ginagawa na iba pang mga proyekto. I work as hard for those who didn't vote for me as those who did. Let this grim era of demonization in America Begin to end here and now. Well, it's official. Joe Biden is the 47th president of the United States. He's the president-elect, to be precise. It's not exactly the blue wave analysts expected, but the numbers were enough to give Biden a clear win. Biden secured 290 electoral votes, and he is also leading the popular vote. But the star of the election is really the American people. Pero in Marab, sa kabila ng pandemic, and we know that they have the world's highest infection rates, more than 65% participated in the election process. And they're saying this could be the highest turnout in history. Of course, Carl Javier was monitoring the U.S. elections, and he talks to our producer, Kat Ventura, about the lessons that we can take away from all of this. So, Carl, let's talk about the U.S. elections. We know it took them a bit longer to count this time, but it was worth every ballot. Democrats were, well, confident in heading into Election Day with Biden's comfortable lead in the national polls, but it wasn't exactly the blue wave they expected. The closeness of this race is what I suppose a lot of people have reactions to. People thought it would be a repudiation of the Trump presidency. Essentially, people thought, okay, all of these things have happened and now people are going to show up to the polls and it's going to be a landslide and it's going to be a clear rejection. And that's what Dems and the uh, and people on the progressive side expected to happen. And they were sorely disappointed by the tens of millions of voters who almost put Trump back in office. So this was still surprising. And in fact, it's this closeness of the race that is creating space for Trump to mount at least doubts because we know that even before the elections, months ahead, as the campaign period was rolling in, he was already trying to discredit mail-in ballots. He was already putting into position a narrative that would attempt to discredit any kind of voting that did not favor him. 
Let's talk about this idea of centralism, of meeting halfway. How did it shape the Democrats' strategy? Some things to consider, no? When Americans say left and when we say left, we mean very, very different things. Because the left to Americans is quite center to us. The furthest left kind of people would have been figures like Bernie Sanders and, and Elizabeth Warren. And then you have figures like AOC on the left. And for them, yun yung left-wing progressive side. And then you had Joe Biden, who was as close to center as someone from the left can be. With the entrance of candidates like Donald Trump, the right became more solidly away from the center. So you had very few right-wing candidates who would vote towards the middle or vote for compromise. So the placement of Biden very close to center is strategic uh, in terms of the idea that their nation needs healing, hands need to be held out. If you believe in that discourse and that narrative, then mabenta siya. Carl, what can we take away from these elections in terms of strategies for the upcoming Philippine elections in 2022? Because there are similarities in voter trends. Election in the U.S. this time was driven by personalities and not so much of issues. And the strongman narrative brought by President Trump is also similar to the kind of narrative that Duterte is bringing. But all of that was disrupted when Democrats chose Joe Biden. That's the thing is a lot of people didn't want to vote for Biden because they believed in Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders, or Kamala Harris, or Cory Booker, or one of the 500 other Democratic candidates who ran in the primaries. But all of those candidates got behind Joe Biden. When Joe Biden won the primaries, everyone fell into place. It was a united front. The very, very important lesson of getting behind candidates, we don't know actually who's declaring. Parang nararamdaman naman natin, but on, on all sides naman, there's going to be opposition. Kita naman natin na even in the last cycle, for example, the administration-backed senators numbered more than the actual senatorial seats available. So sila-sila naglaban over the number of available seats pa. So if anyone is thinking about instituting change, then they need to understand that political wins cannot be limited to virtue signaling. If they want change that is going to occur within our political system specifically, they need to win seats. Still on the U.S. elections in Dai, let's talk about Kamala Harris. She is the duly elected vice president, but more than that, she brings a certain level of democratic diversity that we have never seen before. Tamayan Rab, she was chosen precisely to bolster his image as a unifying force. And this happened after she lit into him twice during the Democratic debates on his track record on race issues. Raja Aisha tells us more about Vice President Kamala Harris. Robbie, Indai, Kamala Harris, or the new Vice President-elect, is the first woman and first woman of color to assume the seat in the history of the U.S., but the whole world might know her more famously for how she gracefully reclaimed her time during the VP debate with Mike Pence. Let's talk about the Please. fact. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to. Four hundred thousand dollars a year. He said the Trump tax cuts. Uh, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Well, <laughs> I'm speaking. It'd be important if you said the truth. If you don't mind letting me finish, we can Please. then have a conversation. Okay. Please. Okay. 
Kamala is the daughter of a Jamaican father and an Indian mother who were immigrants. They play an important role in forming her pursuit for justice, as she often mentions attending civil rights marches with them during her childhood. But even before her political career, she was breaking gender and racial barriers. She was the first black woman to become Attorney General to California, and eventually, when she was elected to the Senate, she became the second black woman in history to serve in the chamber. Kamala advocates for a number of issues, including the heated subjects of climate change and gender equality. She was a co-sponsor of the Green New Deal, a policy paper that advocates overhauling the U.S. economy to tackle climate change. She has also suggested during her campaign that large companies should be required to be equal pay certified to close the gender pay gap or face fines. She has also proposed providing all workers with six months paid family leave for personal or medical issues, including those related to domestic violence. As Kamala becomes the highest-ranking woman in the history of American government, the nation and the world will look on closely as she vows to not be the last woman to hold the seat or higher in the White House. Maraming salamat, Raja Aisha. Now let's talk about the COVID-19 vaccine. Pfizer announced that their vaccine is more than 90% effective in preventing COVID-19 among those who have not yet been infected. Here's Pfizer Chairman and CEO Albert Boyla. Uh, it is a, a great day for science. It is a great day for humanity. When you realize that uh, your vaccine has a 90% effectiveness, that's overwhelming. The Pfizer vaccine uses a never-before-approved technology called a messenger RNA or mRNA. And from what we have been reading, this mRNA vaccine approach uses genetic material to trick cells into producing bits of protein that look like pieces of the virus. Hmm. So what happens then is that the immune system of a person who has been vaccinated will be able to recognize and attack the parts that look like the virus. So kapag pumasok na yung mismong COVID-19 sa katawan, ready na sila at alam na nila kung sino ang lalabanan. Exactly. Of course, this is good news. But keep in mind that the results of the clinical trials of Pfizer have not yet been peer-reviewed by other scientists and it hasn't even been published in a medical journal yet. So there are still a lot of questions for Pfizer. Unang-una, the safety ng vaccine. May side effects ba? Does it prevent severe cases of COVID-19? And among other things, how long will it protect against infection? Here's what the former acting director of the CDC said in an interview with ABC News. The FDA is requiring that companies follow patients for a full two months. Uh, and this vaccine hasn't gotten through that full period. The other thing is th this vaccine is using a new technology. It's something called mRNA. And that's never been used for a, a vaccine in humans before. And so it's going to be really important to follow people even longer than that, follow larger populations, and make sure that the vaccine is not only effective but, but is safe. That was Dr. Richard Besser. Pag-usapan naman natin ang balita sa Pilipinas. Police General Depolcinas is now the country's Philippine National Police Chief. And thanks to our Commander-in-Chief, 
President Rodrigo Roa Duterte for the trust and confidence he has entrusted and given to me to lead the Philippine National Police. Sir, rest assured that the full force of the Philippine National Police will give its unwavering support to the national government in the relentless campaign against illegal drugs, corruption in the government, and criminality. Netizens, of course, recognize Sinas as the Manyanita General. He controversially celebrated his birthday in May during the height of the lockdown. There was music, there was a lot of food, there were a lot of visitors, a lot of people not wearing masks. And on top of all of that, there was liquor during a liquor ban. But what else do we know about him? Before the Manyanita controversy, Rob, Sinas already faced other allegations of abuse. When he was director of Central Visayas Police Regional Office back in 2018, human rights groups noted an increase in drug-related killings and police abuses, including over at Negros Oriental, which is part of that region. Sinas belongs to the PMA class of 1987. Now, there is some controversy because by appointing Sinas, the president bypassed at least three other senior police officials in the PNP hierarchy. We'll see what happens. And that's it for this episode of Teka Teka. Before we end, we leave you with this. Kailangan po maging handa, mga kababayan natin, not only over the Quezon province, but maging dito sa lalawigan ng Aurora at maging dito sa ilagang bahagi ng uh, kabikulan for possible landfall scenario. But so far, yung pinakang uh, nakikita natin na magiging best scenario ng landfall ay dito po sa lalawigan ng Quezon. Follow our page Teka Teka for more news stories and Puma Podcast for more updates on our new podcast. Muli, ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espino Varona. Teka Teka Like Puma Podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or kung saan man kayo Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by our executive producer Kat Ventura. It was edited by Mark Casillian. With reports from Carla Vier and Raja Aisha, maraming salamat po. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.